Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome into another edition of Cardinals Corner. Flying alongside with me, as always, is Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. And of course, I'm 98.7 FM's Eric Ruby. We are here because the Cardinals played a game today. In fact, they picked up another road victory. 27-17 to over the defending Super Bowl champions who have hit that low point. The oh Los boy. Angeles Rams. Arizona Cardinals not in last place in the NFC West. Tyler, is this it? Is this the beginning of them riding the ship? I. It's a start. It is a step it, in the right could, direction. It could be worse. It could have been three steps backwards into the basement, and you're never coming out at that point. Isn't so. that what a lot of us expected today, to be honest? Uh, you know, I think just with... Rams having the issues that they've had, and especially with the backup quarterback, there I think there was a little bit more, I think potential for them to pull out a win today. But still, I mean, you're going with the backup yourself, right? You're and you've got an O line that is literally one starter, really. You know the Spider Man meme? Yes. The pointing at each other. Yes. This entire week that has been on my mind because to be honest with you like that sees two teams except for one Spider-Man has a ring on his finger and the other <laughs> one doesn't and it's just okay you have your air quotes offensive guru head coach who is having trouble putting points on the board your quarterback who has taken steps back from last year for various different reasons and now is injured and hampered not playing mm-hmm. you've got your backups you've got your tattered offensive line injuries obviously tough but at the end of the day you also do have a lot of talent but you're just not being able to put it together. The Cardinals beat up on themselves today, but they still won. And that's important. Even without Kyler Murray, who didn't play with a hamstring injury, no Rodney Hudson, who's now on IR, Oof, yeah. which it, which we will talk about that in a second. Yep. You got your kicker gone again, which is another thing we might have to talk about because this is consistently yeah this is just another week of who's going to be kicking for the Arizona Cardinals look there's a lot going on but at the end of the day um, among the chaos Colt McCoy stepped up yep. and Colt McCoy had himself a really good game now he did end up getting his knee injured and we're not exactly sure the full extent to that yet but his line he put up today 26 of 37 throwing 238 yards and one touchdown of course Arizona scored 27 points they weren't playing from behind he had himself a game in fact cliff kingsbury talked about just the impact that he has not just when he's playing but just getting the guys up cold had a lot to do with it um on offense just his presence how he carried himself um being 36 he understands his opportunities for him don't come along very often anymore so i thought all week during practice guys felt that like there was a sense of urgency hey i'm gonna go out i'm gonna show what i can do and um, this is my opportunity And, and when you had that type of energy i think it carried over tyler there's going to be this question, <laughs> and you know exactly what I'm going to ask. Oh, yeah. Are we shutting down a quarterback controversy in Arizona? Is there any? Is there anything there? I, I mean, you got to... I, I, it's one of those questions where I think it's... One, it depends on Kyler Murray's health moving forward. Two, it depends on what we see when Kyler Murray's back on the field. And three is... Do we really believe that Colt McCoy can take this team farther than Kyler Murray could take this team? Today was methodical. Today was clean. Today was everything that you expected to see out of a Cardinals team this year. You didn't get those humongous, massive, down-the-field, 
40-yard bombs like you would with Kyler or those giant run plays like you would get with Kyler, but everything was deliberate. Deliberate. They executed the word execute. We're going to say it in a good way today. And you just could see that everybody believed in this guy. And, and the system and here's the, And here's the big thing, too. And yeah, and I think this showed a lot of Cliff. I think this showed a lot of Cliff. Showed a lot of Cliff and how he got this offense ready for this week. And, and it showed a lot on Colt because even Cliff said after the game, like, the guy spent so much time this week practicing, getting ready, getting in the mode. And, I, and he said everyone else, it kind of bled over into everybody else. They could see that. And that kind of got them ready. And that's huge. I think that's huge moving forward. And then the last thing, I mean... On the sideline, you see Colt and Cliff joking, or not joking, but having smiles, you know, high five and all that stuff. And not saying there might not have been any tense times, but that's something we haven't seen. Right. But it's also, it's weeks. a lot, it's a lot easier to not have tension when you're beating up on a broken team. You know what that I you mean? You should be beating up on. Right. Mm-hmm. But if Ky- Kyler was in there, they wouldn't be screaming at each other if they, if they were playing against the Rams. I, I feel like Kyler would have had a good game against the Rams. I don't think that's like too far to say, but. You could see a, a difference in how was the offense a, yeah. was running. I, and Cliff was asked, "What like what is the difference between when Colt McCoy is back there and when Kyler is back there? Obviously, you're going to try to maximize what each guy does the best and, and personnel and things of that nature. But it, we were really good in the first half avoiding the negative plays. I think we had 38 snaps and only one negative play. Second half, we had those two big penalties to start. And then uh, the sack when we were driving, which we got to avoid those. But um, he does a great job pre-snap just recognizing, getting it out quick and, and get into those playmakers uh, so that's uh, been his deal since he's played I don't know his stats in the last whatever four or five starts he's had for us but it's it's efficient it's uh, you know playing at a high level it is playing at a high level and you know I started off listening to that soundbite and I was like huh he's answering this question about the difference between Kyler and Colt by kind of mentioning the other pieces around him. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we didn't have those negative plays, those like offensive mistakes, those things that, hey, that wasn't like Kyler's fault, that wasn't Colt's fault. But then he says he does a really good job of getting everybody together pre-snap. Mm-hmm. And you kind of think to yourself, hey, these high snaps, these snaps that are going beforehand, while those aren't technically on Kyler... Are they on Kyler? Are they because these guys aren't ready? They're not like they're not. Or is it because they're just so like high strung with Kyler that they because it's they calm down, calm down. If you have to tell everybody else around you to calm down, you might be the reason why they're angry or or they're yeah anxious something you know. So I think it was just I think I think Colt just kind of settled everybody down and it was exactly what Cliff said. There was a different energy. It flipped. The energy flipped. Okay, but is it settled down or is it hyped up because it was a different sense of urgency because Colt is 36 years old and he -hmm. doesn't get to play that often. But with with Kyler, to me, if it takes a 36-year-old backup quarterback to inspire you when you're sitting at 3-6 and in a win-now team, that's, that's, that's... it's worrying. Mm-hmm. It's worrying. And we got an inside look of the team when we got to watch Hard Knocks this week. That and we're we going to do a little bit more of a deep dive at the end of the episode. But one of the stars was Buda Baker, who has had himself quite a week. And I don't want to give too much time to the quarterback controversy stuff because to, yeah, be hon- no. to be honest with you, it's one of those things that you could sit here and you could talk about and you can acknowledge that there are some things that maybe Colt does better as a 36-year-old veteran than Kyler. Who is there to manage the game. Right. He's not there to go win the game. Right. And they were playing a bad team. Again, if they were playing 
I don't know, like the Chiefs week one, or maybe against the Niners. We'll see. Oh, yeah, we will see. But I don't think that it was like, oh my gosh, this this performance put Colt McCoy as the starter to the guy you just invested a portion of a billion dollars into. Anyway, over to the defense. The same way Colt maybe energized those guys on offense. Well, Buda Baker went from out to making plays in seven days. So yeah. here's Cliff on that. Buda was a, was a huge um, part of the defensive um you know, energy, I would say. Beginning of the week, everybody told me there's no chance he can play. It's going to be three weeks. And then he just kept working, kept working. And I know he was still hurting out there. Went out there and played. And, and that really inspired the entire team. Okay. Wild. <laughs> For those who don't know, but everybody knows, Buda Baker suffers an ankle injury about at the end of last week's game. Oh, no, the Seattle game, right? Well, yeah, it was last week, but it was... It was uh... We were told it was the beginning of the game, but it looked like it was the end, end of the game. End of the game when we learned about it on Hard, Hard Knocks. Knocks. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why we thought it was earlier in the game is because Cliff said he suffered it earlier than any mortal human could. I don't know. I don't Say, know. He said anyway, something along those lines. Anyway, he played He played on it. Nobody really knew that that happened until it was like, oh my gosh, what? He's he's mm-hmm. got a high ankle sprain. He might mm-hmm. be out for two to three weeks. He was ruled out. And then as this week goes on. Well, yeah. I mean, here, I'll give you. like, Please. So we're, we're like Cardinals. I mean, Monday, I believe Monday, he, Cliff said, yeah, he's, uh, I think it was, yeah. Monday or Wednesday? It, it was I, it was Monday of like the news came out that he was suffering a high ankle sprain, yeah. I believe. And so we're talking to Cliff, and he's just like, yeah, I, he's not playing. So that right there is like, whoa. Well, in the must-win game, even though everybody says everyone is a must-win game, they don't have their best, uh, I mean, let's say their best, outside of Hopkins, Boot is probably the next best player. Absolutely. If you watched Hard Knocks, which I understand that some people can't, some people can't watch Hard Knocks because they don't have HBO Max. But let me give you a summary of Hard Knocks. Buda Baker. Okay, end of story. That mm-hmm. guy's everything. The coaches are literally saying if everybody could play with some of this guy's energy, we would have no problems on our defense. That's how good this guy yeah. is. He's ridiculous. And like you said, he's out. And then all of a sudden. Guess who's back at practice? Yeah, and so yeah, and that and that's just the that was the wild thing. So we're sitting there, you know. Oh yeah, obviously if he's if he's already ruled out, we're not going to see him. But plain and simple, <laughs> a high, plain and simple, high ankle sprain. Wolf Ron Wolfley said he's never seen somebody go under from a high ankle sprain and play the next week. Do you know when Ron Wolfley played football? And to say that he's never seen anybody do that. Yeah. And this guy comes out and he's running and he gets a pick and he almost runs it back for a touchdown. Yep. Insanity. Mm-hmm. Absolute insanity. But to be honest with you, Tyler, I was worried, dude. Because how does somebody play after that? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how that happened. Yeah. So then. So yeah. So that's exactly so. We're sitting there like, okay. Then we get out to the practice field, and I'm telling you, every, all of us kind of looked at each other like, who's who's wearing the th- number three jersey? Because <laughs> there's no way that Buddha should be out here. Like, right? If he's getting ruled out that far, if he's if the reports are saying he's missing two to three weeks, why would you have him out there? And then we keep watching, and it's like, oh, sure enough, yeah, oh, that's Buddha. And not only is it Buddha, he's moving pretty good. 
You know, I post. Yeah, you watch the video at T Drake. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Sports. Let's get that promo in there. (laughs) Uh, Tyler's Twitter, which again, you follow him, you hear everything that happens from the moment that Buda Baker comes back at practice when he's not expected to who's not practicing to every single move. You can follow at T Drake for sports. Of course, you're listening to Cardinals Corner. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Los Angeles Rams, and that's why we are here because we are here after every single game for Arizona sports at AZ Cards Corner. Eric Ruby, Tyler. Drake back to the game back to Buddha so yeah I mean basically we get we get to talking to Cliff on on Friday and he goes yeah I, I, I heard it was zero zero percent chance that he was playing I mean and that's what it seemed like to all of us because if you're ruling somebody out that early I mean that's that's not that's not good and not only that and then so then fast forward to today and so I'm, I'm waiting for the inactives to come out and you Expect I'm just expecting that Baker's probably going to be on there. He's questionable, ankle sprain, you know, rough. What happens? He's not on the inactives list. So the guy not only goes from completely out to, ah, we'll see how he goes, to, okay, yeah, he's questionable, to, oh, yeah, he's active. And then not only active, he plays and makes, I think, four or five tackles and then seals the game basically with an interception. I mean... That right there, and I think in another thing too is, I think he played another big reason in this. I think he pushed through a lot because Byron Murphy didn't play. Dude, yeah. That's big. And after losing last week, this game, I hate the term must win, yeah. but quite literally them winning puts them in a position where they're not totally out of it, whereas them losing... Practically eliminates all hope for the season. True definition of a must win. And some people are saying, why didn't Kyler Murray push through? Is there any credence to that? Because my initial reaction, I'll give you a second to chew on it. Mm -hmm. No. Because they're different injuries. Yeah. Kyler hurt his hamstring. He's a mobile quarterback. Going up against Aaron Donald with a tattered offensive line. Yep. Even Colt McCoy was using his legs out there today because he had to move. Even though he's not a mobile quarterback. Well, I mean, and Cliff even said, Cliff even said, if Kyler can't go and go when he runs, like with his legs, they're not going to put him out there. No. And with Buddha, look, like I said, I was kind of worried because it's how does a guy go out there and play? But obviously there was a lot that went into it beforehand. I don't know if I ever fully believe when people say there's no chance of them injuring themselves more because I've torn ligaments in my ankles multiple times. I've had on both ankles doing two different things. What were you doing? Uh, Playing basketball for one. And then I used to do martial arts and I was fighting and I tore it on another. I jumped. And I fell forward on oh, it. I got a picture of it. I'll oh, show you afterwards. Somebody was recording the moment it happened. No. Yeah. I don't know if My I want to see that. My foot turned like upside uh, down. I don't know if anyway, I want to see that, man. I, I know how things... You know what? I didn't even go to the hospital after that. I tried to like play it off and go and keep doing stuff after that, and I couldn't. Did you do... What is it? What's it called? The crane? From <laughs> no, I didn't do the crane. <laughs> I, I didn't do the crane. I was doing some one leg stuff, though. Like, I... Look, oh gosh, it's man. A, okay, look, I'm saying I can get where Buda Baker's coming from because I've got that little bit of insane in me as well that kind of pushed through it, even though you probably shouldn't. But I didn't go and get my ankle checked out after I initially heard it, and I was just going up and down bleachers. I just wore a brace on it, and I was going up and down bleachers just talking to somebody. This was in high school, 
and I rolled it again, even in a brace, and I had to go to the hospital afterwards. Oh. I had no choice. It literally blew up and went out of my out of my shoe. Okay. So I say that to say this. When you're like, oh my gosh, this guy has a high ankle sprain seven days ago and he's out there playing NFL football. I don't understand how that happens. It literally does not compute in my brain. As somebody no. who has experienced very similar things, very similar things, I don't I don't get it. But he also he looked fine. Yeah, he had a, like, there's yeah, a couple a moments where limp, yeah. but not when he was playing. It mm-hmm. was the in-between moments in the game. Mm-hmm. It was insane. And I think we can get a little bit more into hard knocks now because to be honest with you, this game to me, well it matters a ton. I don't know if it's really like, whoa, what an impressive win. It's a really beat up down Rams team. Mm-hmm. And I guess before we get into hard knocks, I do have to ask you this, Tyler. Hmm. Can they really do it? Can the Arizona Cardinals really turn this season around after everything? Uh, after all of this, it's it's four and six. I'm four and six, and what they're basically two and a half games out. If you want to count the tiebreaker with the Seahawks because they lost today, which that was huge, huge. I mean, they had to win today, no matter what they had to win today, but. Winning with Seattle losing, that's, I mean, the door's still open. The Niners did win, but you have a chance to beat the Niners. You haven't played, yeah, haven't played the Niners yeah. yet. So, you, there's no, yeah. You, and you've got to, I mean, they finally win a divisional game. I mean, they, if they, if they figure it out against the Niners, man, you're right into a Chargers I, team that is very iffy right now. Who do the Seahawks play next week? Do, or do they have a bye? The Seahawks play, the, oh, the Seahawks play the Raiders. That is, oh no, not next week. No, that's, they do have a bye. They do have a bye because the Broncos play the Raiders next week, and then they, so Seattle's next game is against the Raiders, but that's in two weeks. Man, that's that's. Ugh. Hey, look, I could get hired to coach against whoever's oh playing my the God. Raiders. Okay, and Seattle. Okay, Seattle's got a decent three games. Well, they had it. They, they Raiders, Rams, Panthers. They shouldn't have a hard schedule based off of last year, really. Should they? Like they shouldn't have like an insanely uh, hard schedule. They, that's I mean that's three. But that's here's the thing: three W's right there. Seahawks can't lose next week, right? They they got to buy. Yeah. So, but they can't win either. But they can't. Right. Mm-hmm. So you go in and you beat the Niners. The Niners then drop to five and five. You're five and six. And you're and the Seahawks a game and a tiebreaker out of the Seahawks. Game and a tiebreaker out of the Seahawks. Like they could do it. Mm-hmm. They could do it. Hollywood Brown at some point could come back. But at the same time, you know what we got to talk about, man? Zach Ertz. We got to talk about these injuries, dude. Mm-hmm. Give me an update. What? What? What is the... Is it grim? Like, I know you don't have a definite answer, but well, you saw the look on his face. Yeah, he was visibly shaken up first quarter really early. Uh, I, afterwards, he was spotted in a brace. So uh, he's expected to miss multiple weeks. But... The team suspects that his ACL is still intact. So that's the silver lining, I think. He's going to get an MRI tomorrow on Monday to determine the full extent. But I guess, I mean, if you have to take the silver lining, that's the silver lining is that it's it's apparently still intact. So that's the big one. It seemed when he went down, the way he responded, that's typically one of those like, oh no, season ending, you're done. I was watching it with my family and I was, I literally said, I was like, that looks, 
I, I've seen my friends who play football tear their ACL and their MCL playing and were able to walk off. And we're talking just relatable injury stories today for my life. Uh, same look on the face, man. I literally, mm-hmm. he looked like he was crying, which I don't blame him. Like, this is his life, dude. He puts everything into this. But you can't rely on him for the next couple of weeks minimum. And you don't know when you're going to get Hollywood Brown back. Kyler Murray is still injured. Rodney Hudson goes on IR. You've got Will Hernandez, who is also going to miss a good amount of time. You, you're torn up. Mm-hmm. And that among, that among all of this, to, throw that to me, mm. is the biggest obstacle they're all facing right now. It's not the 49ers. Honestly, it's not even the self-inflicted penalties. During the game, yes. But just overall, this team cannot get away with no offensive line, mm-hmm. with a rotating room of corners and safeties depending on who's going to get injured and who's going to play and who's not. Yeah. It's yeah. It's your position players. You missed D Hop for the first six games. Now you're losing Hollywood Brown. Now you're Robbie losing Anderson Z- can't even find now the field. Now you're Zach Ertz, right? Mm-hmm. That's I, I just sit here and I do understand. Like, hey, you're having these meetings with Cliff, with Vance Joseph, whatever. You you just kind of got to throw your hands up at some point and say, what's the ceiling for us? What's the floor for us if our players don't play? And you know what? Yeah. Steve Time was on with Burns and Gambo earlier this week and he took responsibility and said hey it's kind of on me for not having a roster that can sustain this but that's true. then that's just reality setting in that might stop them from turning it around mm-hmm. but one thing's for sure Tyler we're going to be able to get an inside look at what happens yeah we already did so diving into hard knocks besides Buda Baker who we talked about can you give a couple of your biggest takeaways either from somebody who hasn't seen it yet who wants to just kind of Know what happened, the funny, the important, the good, and the bad. Yeah, I actually have a bunch of uh, little notes. So really, first off, it started, started really, really dramatic. I think they took the loss against, who was it? Ooh, who was it? Was it Vikings, maybe? Yeah, it was, it was Vikings. I mean, they, it, and that was the thing. I, I had this feeling like Hard Knocks was going to come in, try to sugarcoat things, you know, build, oh, no. build up the team a little bit, give you the kind of the ins and outs, and then go straight into the dysfunction and the downright ugliness this team has been the last couple of weeks or this whole season. But yeah, they went no sugarcoating, went right into it, had Kyler throwing his helmet, getting mad. Throwing a couple f bombs out there, a lot uh, of f bombs. Uh, speaking of that, you know, I thought it was it was cool to see Cliff actually be a head coach to his players, like just to yeah. see that behind the scenes look. Like obviously, we see him with the team, how he is operating at practice at the games, but to see him actually being with his team and you know dropping those f bombs, drop you know, getting there, you know, really getting their attention and. I think you know he he commanded the room, and I thought that was solid. I thought it was hilarious how uh, linebackers coach Bill Davis called out the linebackers for not playing as hard as Buddha, basically. And like you said, like if you could get one of if you guys could play like Buddha, what kind of team would we have? And I think everybody knows what kind of team you would have. You'd have a team that literally doesn't stop playing and probably would keep playing another four. And they quarters. would win a championship every single year if you had a yeah. defense full of different sized Buddha Bakers varying to position and skill. Mm-hmm. You. You, Yeah, you'd win a championship every year. Can I be honest with you, though? A lot of people have said, oh, I like to see you know the Cliff Kingsbury. He's commanding the room. I didn't 
I didn't get that vibe. No? I got that he was way more candid than he was with the media. Mm-hmm. But to me, it just kind of felt like somebody doing their best impersonation of what like a football coach should do. Yeah. Which is like what we get in his answers as well, where it's like we have to execute, you know, these next three games are important. And, and basically, to me, the only difference was just the cursing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I just, I don't know if that's like a cameras thing, because when we got the tour of the home from Cliff, it doesn't seem like he really wants to be on camera. Whoa, whoa, whoa. did you know that he's a Leo? I did know that he's a Leo. <laughs> I, that's my favorite drop that we play now. Is just a oh uh, yeah I'm a Leo so yeah but I mean and of course they had to recreate the war room from a couple of years ago so that was uh pretty funny. <laughs> he did not seem comfortable in that, did he? No, he seemed. Well, I mean, he even said it. He's like, er, er, we talked to him on Monday, and he said, yeah, honestly, like that's one of those things, or not Monday, but it was sometime this week. Yeah, you talked to him. You talked to him as more Friday. than you talked to me. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. When we talked to him Friday, he was like, yeah, you know, it was kind of uncomfortable to do it, but it, you know, shed a light. Part of the game. I thought it was hilarious how he said, yeah, it's just me. Nobody's coming home. Like when I come home, I just wanted to be me, basically, <laughs> in a yeah. very minimalist house. So. Oh my god, he had like a bed and a table, and that was. It's like that picture. It. It's like that picture of like when guys get a new apartment and it's literally just a chair and a TV. <laughs> <laughs> but for the guy that got extended and has millions He just has of a fireplace and a pool. Yeah. And... yeah. Oh my gosh, man. But uh, I also thought it was pretty funny that, not funny, but just interesting that DeAndre Hopkins, Sean Jefferson talk about yeah. how if he thought he was still a Hall of Fame Hall of or Famer. if he was a Hall of Famer and, and how if the suspension would do anything to that. But I mean, obviously I think we all think Hopped going to be a hall of famer have you watched him play football yeah end of discussion yeah exactly uh then you've got just the fact i mean buddha was the episode i think and i thought it was cool how they shined a light on his family his Mm -hmm. sister uh asu got some got some great publicity great great publicity publicity than any of their football games have brought (laughs) that's for sure so that was uh that was pretty interesting to see the old uh Sun Devils making. A, I mean, at that point, you've got to give Buddha like an honorary diploma because you've probably got more news out of that, good news out yeah. of that, than a lot recently. Yeah, it, it's 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 tough in Tempe, but it for more ways than one because the Cardinals also practice in Tempe. <laughs> that is true. No, it hard knocks to me. I just I felt like everybody was trying to have emotion, but I just didn't feel it, dude. Vance Joseph was not trying. He did No, it. Vance Joseph is the realist. Where's dude. the boot? Or there's the boot. We talked about the boot. That was great. That Well, that was... And that happened today, too. Oh, yeah. And those are the things where you're like, okay, you can't really blame the coaching staff for that. At least you can't blame Vance Joseph for that. And it was great talking to him because Thursday he explained more to us. Like, you know, I don't mind having that emotion. Like, when I have... He said when he has one point scored on him... He feels like his his soul leaves his body, and it's just incredible. It's like in today's NFL, I mean, his soul's leaving his body every week. (laughs) I mean, that's just how it is. Every first possession, it feels like, man. (laughs) Every first possession. The boot. We talked about about the boot. Great. But we, we also understand, you know, some people can't watch Hard Knocks, so it's like, it's tough to talk about these things, but you don't really have like the context of what's like really going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see like how much of this really latches on. They always talked about a good, how good it is to get kind of an inside look at the things that you do as a franchise. I guess what I thought interesting in a conversation that was kind of brought up through your guys's uh, 
uh, pressers this week was Michael Bidwell watching film oh. with Cliff and Vance Joseph. Is this yeah. overblown or is this weird? I think it. I, so from my perspective, I thought it was weird hearing it right away just because we hadn't heard it. And it was kind of just like, yeah, we talk every week. He comes and watch film with us like mm-hmm. That's it's great communication, and I think everybody's ears kind of perked up a little bit. But then, you know, going back and and even you know, Wolf had talked about that's not necessarily a rare thing. Uh, might not be the most typical thing from franchise to franchise, but it does happen. And then Vance Joseph, you know, followed up on Thursday when we asked him about it. We asked him a lot about it, and he actually gave us a lot about how he's had three stops where they did that, and that was a normal thing, and it kind of just depends on the GM, the coach, the owner, all of that kind of plays a part in how they go about that, so I think for as maybe weird, because I mean, and they they even did it last year, too, so it wasn't a weekly thing last year, but it was every once in a while. He's definitely earlier Earlier in the season, and then it kind of petered off towards the end is what it sounded like, but yeah, I mean, he's involved. I think everybody knew he was involved. I think I just don't think we knew that he was literally sitting in the film Watching. room, but it's and it's not a full as long game. As he's not calling. It's just plays. clips. It's clips. It's like, like, hey, we could have done this, and this would have changed the game this way, or it's or it's this third down. If we would have picked this up, we could have done this. Or, like I want it to be a one way conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want Michael Bidwell being like, you know what? You guys should really try throwing behind the line of scrimmage more. I like that play. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as it's just, hey, here's what's going on, whatever. I, I don't mind having a, a hands-on owner. In fact, the only way I wouldn't want a hands-on owner is if they went like the complete opposite direction. They just finance the money and they let everybody else make the decisions in-house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're going to be in there and you're going to be actively making decisions and doing stuff, I want you to be well-informed. And I mean, looks like him and Steve Keim watch games together pretty much on the regular, as I guess I would assume, or as often as possible. Yep. Uh, if they can do it, obviously sometimes they're in different places, but this team is under a microscope. They're under a spotlight. And there's two weeks left into the bye, and they have the chance to go 2-1 and one in this three-week NFC West stretch, and then they go against a Chargers team who the 49ers just beat and is dealing with injuries like a few other teams. Mm-hmm. Is there a realistic chance that, that they could win the next two games and go into the bye 500? There, Yeah, there's definitely a chance. I think the Niners, as much as... They seem like they might be the real deal. They're still, I mean, they're still only one game over 500. They've lost, they lost to the Bears. I mean, I know it was raining and pouring and everything else, but it's just, I, I just think that the Niners can't really put together a consistent string of games. So I'll be very interested to see which, I mean, it really comes down to which Cardinals team shows up. I think every week and who plays. I mean, if it's Colt, we saw Colt last year. Yeah. We saw him last year. He had three games, two wins. But Cole might not even be healthy. That's the problem. Right. Like, this is great. If it's Trace McSorley. There's no quarterback controversy if Trace McSorley's under center. All due respect to Trace McSorley, who had some great preseason games. He had two great handoffs not. It's just not the same. No. No, 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 no. It's just not the same. No. No. But hey, they split the next two games. Pick up a win over the Niners and the Chargers. Two games under 500 going into the bye. You've got the Patriots, the Broncos, the Buccaneers on Christmas. Merry Christmas to us. The Falcons and the Niners again. What's the lowest they could be and still sneak into the postseason? 
Is it going to take um, them being that much over 500? That's, I mean, I think it's, I mean, we would have to, I think if we're going that route, we just got to look at the wild card picture. But what if they only lose to AFC teams going forward? What if they beat? They need, I, I think at this point they have to have W's. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They need W's. Okay. But what if they, what if they beat the Niners, lose to the Chargers, lose to the Pats, <laughs> lose to the Broncos. Oh gosh. Beat the Bucks. I guess you beat the Falcons just because they're bad and beat the Niners. You beat the Niners twice. You beat the Bucks once. Uh, I, I mean, I think because it's going to be so close. That I think really ten wins. I think ten wins. You're in. I don't think you need to talk about it uh, anymore. You're in. I think nine wins is very iffy. Eight wins is you need a lot of other things to happen. I feel like eight wins is possible, dude. Really? I mean, not like it's likely. But in any year, with the way these records are going, I feel like the fight at the bottom is going to be a cesspool. I feel like it's going to cannibalize itself for the rest of the season. And we're going to have a lot of really close records. I mean, really, here's, I mean, it's coming down to the commanders at four and five. Jeez. Yeah. Let me say that one more time. The commanders at four and five, the Packers at four and six, the Falcons at four and six. The Cardinals at four and six. After that, it's Lions, Rams, Panthers with th- and Saints and Bears all with three wins. I look this. There's going to be so much cannibalization over the next five weeks. Commanders have weeks. got to fall off eventually. I would I would assume. Uh, but Green Bay's got to be, I guess, better than they have. Um, I don't know, man. They've been really bad. They've been they they have been really bad. Yes. So I feel like they're gonna go up a little bit. I don't, again, none of these teams. I'm like, wow, they're gonna be good. Don't get me wrong. None of these teams are actually good. They're gonna get smoked when they get in the playoffs. But to get that final spot, yeah, getting real eighth seed in the Eastern Conference of the NBA in like 2016 vibes. <laughs> You know, like the 37 and 50 whatever bucks, uh, you know what I mean, against the number one seed heat. That's what I'm getting from the NFC playoff. The 2006 picture. Kings. The 2006 <laughs> Kings. Last time they made it. I just, I see a reality where it's like after all of this, after everything we've talked about, and I'm not even being crazy. Like, I'm not saying they're going to do it because they're going to play good football or they're going to fix anything or they're going to look like a different team or they're going to get healthy. There's just been a lot of bad football. There's been a lot of close football, and there's been a lot of weird football. That's a per- the well, the Seahawks are leading the NFC yeah. West, and they just traded Russell Wilson this year. Yeah. This is not a normal season. Yeah, and like we talked about last last week, I mean, if we look at the games, if they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they probably win most of those losses outside of the Kansas City loss. Plain and simple. So it's just, and, it, and yeah, I mean, that's, I wrote a story this they've last week. They've only beaten bad teams. Yes, that's true. They've, they've only beaten, like, the worst of the worst. Yep. The Raiders suck. The Panthers. The Raiders that looked decently. That, that, no, the- they, they, <laughs> s- they suck. They, the Panthers yeah. suck. The mm-hmm. Rams, I'm comfortable saying the they Rams suck. suck. Yeah. They, they're awful. But good, like, that's why you sell everything to get a ring. That's why they were fine giving up the picks. Because every time we talk about They're going the Rams, home and looking at their rings and saying, oh, that's cool. The Rams and the Cardinals are the perfect case study for ring culture. Because mm-hmm. they're in the exact same position, but one came home with a Super Bowl championship and one didn't. Yeah. And that's why they're talked about and viewed differently. But they're, they're toast. They're done. 
But yeah, I mean, I wrote I wrote this past week. We needed to see the Cardinals turn a corner in L.A. Did they turn a corner? I think we can say I yes. Think they peeked their head. At least, at least put a foot around the corner. They're looking, you know those mirrors in the parking lots that show you what's going around at the other end? They're starting to pull out. Right, they're like actually aware of what's going on and they're looking <laughs> ahead. But this this 49ers game, it's the tight turn in that parking garage that every time you almost hit, you're like, ah, that it's was that a close sky, It's one. the Sky Harbor uh, spiral oh my tower gosh. parking just, lot. You're, you're coming up and you see the other side and you're like, okay, if I can make it there, smooth sailing. You get in, you find your parking spot, you're in. If you miss it, if you hit the wall, if you pull off a little bit. If you let the other person go by and you take might that last spot. spot in the garage. You might lose your spot. And that is what we yeah. call comparing an NFL season to driving at an airport at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> so, Tyler, look. The, the, the Cardinals win. They are technically back on the right track. They have a chance to save their season. We can't say we saw a Hard Knocks is going to be pretty dang good on Wednesday. It should be fun. It it's going to be, be I mean, it's, it's probably going to be another ba- uh, Buddha episode with what happened. Would you not? Look, the, the cameras follow who the cameras follow. That is dictated by the content and not by the people observing the content. You don't just choose who you follow. You see who you're going to follow. That's Buddha Baker. Anything people need to keep an eye on going into this week? Injury-wise, we can assume no Zach Ertz. We know no Rodney Hudson. I don't know if Hudson's going to play at all the rest of the season. Yeah, I remember Cliff last week Kyler when I said close. four games, that's a win. I think now it's about... A game. He will play zero. I think you're right. How long have I been saying? Uh, oh wow! From the moment that he missed two games in a row, I don't. I, I didn't think he was playing another game. Not another yeah. game. He will not play another. You wanted NFL to take the game. under every time I've said something. I said you could set the under at half a game. At uh, half a game. <laughs> I you just you could you could tell his heart just wasn't in it, and that's fine. Get your money, man. I'm just I'm sad it affected this team. I'm sad. It played out this way. But uh, it's something we definitely have to mention, man. Where was Eno Benjamin? Oh, the running back. Like Connor had a shout had out a to good Connor. Game. Two touchdowns. But I mean, here's the thing. I get it. He's the lead back. You paid him the money to do it. Twenty one carries, sixty nine yards, three and a half or three point three average. His long of the day was nine yards. There's just not that explosive play coming. When you have him as the lead back, you need Eno to kind of fill in and be that explosive guy. And obviously everything worked out today. It was great. But the fact that Eno didn't even record a target or anything is just And he's been used really wild. versatile. He like, was a starter with in place of uh in place of Connor. Yeah. I mean he had it looks like he had a kick return for ten yards. Mm-hmm. That's it? Really? There's One. no there's no Daryl Williams. Keontae Ingram got a carry for five yards. And nothing against Keontae Ingram, but Eno has been moved up into a You know what's gonna happen role. when they when you ask this week? Well, it's just a game it was plan. Just, yeah, no, exactly. Oh yeah. But like what about the game yep. plan against the Rams is so different. Uh also shout out to my Jay Sanders. He's continuing yep. to, to grow. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. That's what you need to see. Uh Antonio, shout out AJ Green. Yes. Touchdown! Cincy AJ right there. T- touchdown AJ. Look like Cincy. AJ Green, baby. Uh, Antonio Hamilton with 11 tackles, but Man, he had the drop. Pick. And Cliff, uh, on his post-game speech in the locker room, uh, said, oh yeah, he had 11 tackles and one interception dropped. Antonio Hamilton gave him a game ball. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it from you, AH. I'll take it, man. Yep, yep. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, Isaiah with seven tackles. 
Zach Allen with the sack, J.J. Watt with sack, J.J. with Watt the sack. Watt had a pretty tough stretch for a little bit, though, where the ref's like, oh, I don't like you. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. like you. Yeah. <laughs> a couple penalties. Tough. Uh, look, I'm not really sure what to take from this game. The same do you way think, most of the Cardinals wins. Do you think uh, Tristan Viscano, the Volcano, is going to come back next uh, week? Hey, remember what I said at the beginning of the season about the special, about the, the kicking room? <laughs> You did. Tell me what I missed. <laughs> that's just wi- that's th- wild. Like I just I smelled something fishy. Wild. And when he's been out there, he's been fine. But he's just not out there. Yeah. Oh, it's just man. it's. I mean, he ate four for four from the volcano. That's my nickname for him. The vo- I like that. I think that's how you say Viscano the volcano. Viscano the volcano. <laughs> You know, that's a good kicker name. That's a great uh, dude, kicker name. It is eleven eleven. We we have to wish. stop talking talking uh, <laughs> talking kicker game. All right, look. <laughs> Next time the Cardinals play, boy, guess what, guys? It's another must win game. They take on the Forty ers on Monday in Mexico City. In Mexico City, we don't know if Kyler Murray's going to play. But if you want to find out the moment we find out, go ahead and follow at T Drake for sports. That's this guy, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter. We are Arizona Sports Cardinals podcast here after every game. It's him, Tyler Drake, myself, Arizona Sports Eric Ruby. You can hear me Monday through Friday, twelve thirty to five thirty every thirty minutes, giving you the latest from the Arizona sports desk. That's starring Wolf and Luke and Burns and Gam. You can follow me at EricRuby987. Follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. In case you didn't write it down the first time, follow Tyler at TDrake for sports. If you're listening via podcast, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe so more people can find it. If you're listening to us on the website, go ahead and check out everything else on the app on ArizonaSports.com. And until next time, guys, until another NFC West matchup, and Tyler looks like he's got something he wants to say. Set those reminders for hard knocks. That's right. Wednesday night. Until then, enjoy football. It's the Cardinals W.